Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I gather with some good friends and we discuss a book that we have read. My name is Shinty and I love books so much that I've written another song. Hi, my name's Clive Rudolph. Uh, I'm a, I'm a far, proud father of two, and uh, I actually wrote the book that uh, judges throw at criminals uh, when they do lots of bad things. Uh, hi, my name's Dan Offen, and I'm the only man to have eaten more books than he's read. Uh, hi, my name's Haran X, uh, I like books. In fact, I wear Jane Eyre and Pride and Prejudice as shoes. I call them my rebook classics. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kat, and I managed to pass an entire German lit module based on the trailer of the film of The Reader by Bernard Schlink. Oh, very nice. Thank you for joining me today, everybody. As keen-eared listeners might have guessed, um, Alice is not with us today, uh, because, again, she failed to read the book for today's assignment. Um, Shameful. Shameful, indeed. So she's waiting outside on the balcony for us to finish talking about it. But Kat has kindly decided to stand in for her, because, you know, she can read books. Uh, Is that too much to ask, reading a book? Is that too much to ask? the bare minimum exactly and Alice couldn't even do that oh well (laughs) Uh, this week we are reading Erin Morgenstern's The Night Circus Uh, this is a book that came out in 2011 and was the result of um, the NaNoWriMo uh, challenge which is the National Novel Writing Month uh, a competition which takes place in November where writers have to churn out a novel over the course of a month Uh, in this case the minimum criteria for a novel is 50,000 words. Guys, what do we think about this challenge? Um, we're, we're, we're pretty... I, I know that we're, we're not fans of long books. I think a 50,000 words for a book seems fairly reasonable to me. Like, what's, what's 50,000 words between friends, ultimately? But I'm not sure if I'm on board with the whole idea of um, novel cramming. Um, what does everybody else think? Well, I, I think I'd prefer it to be even more crammed. I think it would prefer it to be a nan, nano-wide day. Mm. Or just five minutes. I mean, oh. ultimately, what I want out of a book is a tweet. That's what I'm mainly <laughs> looking for. Um, but no, it, it, even Erin um, Morgenstein effectively cheated. She didn't do a nano-wire or whatever. Rah, rah. Yeah. She did the free ones, which is defeating the point. That's very true. She, um, she basically submitted the same manuscript each year in November gradually building upon it until she actually had a novel so yeah you're absolutely right this is um this is this is a book that's been written by a cheater yeah <laughs> she's a cheater also i think it's a it's not a very good achievement at all um she did a nano month mm. i did a milli rhymo which is three times bigger by audio 10 <laughs> so i'm better than okay morganster but what you've not written any books when you, yeah, have you been published <laughs> yes i mean just did she self-publish this book um, no, it was well, actually published. self-published. I think that's better, isn't it? Yes. So, well, you're more you know. controlled, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to listen to any pesky editors going around going, stop it with this bad spelling. <laughs> I mean, the, the hardest bar to uh, surpass is yourself, isn't it? You are, as they say, your harshest critic. Uh, 
So who better to decide whether anything's good or not than yourself? Probably like Penguin Publishing, I'd say. I'd be quite, quite good. I'd yes. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, just, I just wanted to pick up on... You said it was a milli... Rymo? Yeah, as opposed to a nano so, Which means, okay, so which means it's three times as... Ten to the power, ten to, ten the power, to the power yeah. three. So how many months is that? Uh, it's, it's one month on Jupiter. <laughs> how does that work? How long is yeah. a month oh, oh, Jesus Christ, am I going to have to explain the whole of geometry to you? Um, Did you actually have to fly to Jupiter to write your, your, your nano, your milli Rymo um, novel? Yes, why not? <laughs> If you didn't know that she tried to cram in this novel over the course of three months, um, would would you've guessed it from the writing style? I think it's. I think I probably would have guessed. It's a rushed book. Mm. She uses shortest words possible whenever possible. Right. Um, a lot of it's in written in text speak. Right, 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 right. Um, it's it's rushed. I think, and a lot of the characters aren't fleshed out. Okay. Yeah, one was just a bit.ly link I saw on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the pages. There's right. a man called Mr. A H. Mr. R. Mr. Yeah. R. Yeah. Um, yeah. Managed to f- finish his name. I couldn't figure out whether his name was Mr. R or whether, like you said, couldn't be. Bo- like, it was just a fragment. The name was a fragment, and she decided to commit to that fragment throughout the course of the novel. Uh, I mean, I know he's a mysterious character. There's lots of questions about him, but this seems to be something. Uh, this is another question which I'm not really. I don't know if it's pertaining to the character themselves or whether the writer just forgot to give him a proper name. Uh, I think she was planning on doing a find and replace afterwards when she came up with it, but then she didn't really think it through because mm. then he just found every single word when she said a mm. in the whole book. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. With anything she shot herself in the foot there. Yeah. I think you're not giving enough credit, uh, Mister uh, A H. Is Mr. actually R. yeah, it's actually harm written backwards. Which is what this book oh. makes the reader want to do to themselves. Wow. <laughs> that is, um, that's possibly. I mean, you're just reading yeah. at a very superficial level. I think that's the. But I mean, what? Like, what, what, what reading man, it forwards, not reading it backwards. Like, what, yes, you. Like, yeah, but this, you think you're right in that. So if it's if it's harm backwards, is it, you, it makes you want to do the opposite of harm because it makes you want to unharm yourself. So you want to heal fix yourself. yourself. So yeah, like the Coldplay song. Yeah. How much of this book did you read backwards, Harold? Well, Jupiter orbits in, in the reverse direction to Earth, so I was forced to read the book. Okay, yeah, well, you had no choice. Um, did anybody come into this with um, preconceptions about this the fantasy genre? What do we think about when we think fantasy? Well, it took me a long time to get used to the genre, personally, because I was reading it going, well, this couldn't happen in the real world. There aren't circus acrobats in, in Islington, which is the only thing I know about. Um, so I, I was really confused. Like, when we read The Time Traveller's Wife, I know people who time travel, so right. that's not a big di- is- issue for me. Right, but right. I don't know any space space acrobats, spacrobats, as they're often called. <laughs> um, so it was quite difficult. It was quite a leap of... I had to use this thing I very rarely have to use called imagination. I don't know if you guys have that. Yes, um, I've, I've heard about this, I yeah. I thought yeah. about the things that weren't real in my mind. I thought of pictures of them. Um, and that really helped once I stopped just reading and actually thinking. Right, okay, okay. I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot in this book which obviously is, uh, for the lack of a better word, fantastical. Personally, fiction I have a hard time with because none of these people existed. They're not real. They never lived. Yeah. And I'm supposed to care. Why? 
It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I also found it quite difficult. I think it's, this comes under is it magic realism, which is a, an oxymoron, right? Right. But, right. I mean, that's been done before. That's I mean, Fat Boy Slim did that, and Oasis with their album definitely maybe they've just done these things before. This is all very old hat. She's not really a literary avant garde. The Walking Dead. No, wait, The Living Dead. Night, night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Sorry. Microsoft works. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've talked about magic, right? Like, um, and I mean, does anybody have any sort of like aversion to uh, to works of fantasy literature? Um, I mean, when you think when you think fantasy, you immediately think Lord of the Rings. Obviously, that's that's the daddy, right, uh, of this entire genre. Um, there's Game of Thrones. There's uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, of course. So it's it's almost as if like fantasy used to be uh, a genre very much seen as something that's been read by obsessive nerdy teenagers, uh, but now it's crossed over. It's it's, it's a money maker. Uh, it, it almost seems that we don't. If you want to be a literary success, do fantasy. It comes built in with its own following and its own demographic. Uh, do we? Do you think that fantasy has now become very much accepted, or is there still a stigma that's? Um, I'm surprised they still do fantasy. I mean, um, there was this computer game I played which was called Final Fantasy. Yeah, they're still out there producing fantasy. Mm. They're still out there producing Final Fantasies. Yep. Exactly, that's even worse. How can you have that? Final Fantasy 2? Yeah. 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 Final Fantasy 14. Mm, it's gone up to 15 now, man. Has it gone up to 15? Yeah, my yeah. little loser son dies. It's like a piece of crap, if you ask me. There's a lot of boys running around in a field. It, it pretty much is just running in the field, yeah. Um, I think we ran into a similar sort of problem when we were reading The Alchemist as well, when we turned out that um, there wasn't a lot of alchemy going on in that book. Uh, and I think... Um, but I'm glad to say that The Night Circus does actually feature a circus at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a tick in that box. I personally wish there was more circuses at night. Don't you? Do you go to many day circuses? Most circuses I go to at the night. That's the thing. Circuses, well, day circuses, that's the accepted rules of circuses. When you go to a circus, it's got to be during the day. Because, Is it? Yeah. I mean, just just in terms of like a lot of the uh, the people don't like working long hours and you have to pay double if you get them to do like juggling at night. Because <laughs> yeah, it's harder to see the, the, the spinning sticks like yeah. when they're flying in the dark. Yeah. You, you just, you got to light it all up. It's a whole kerfuffle. It's, no, that's... The, the, Clowns have been historically known to have very strong union presence, <laughs> and they just they were refused to work long hours and do overtime. So, kind of a coup, uh, in my opinion, that you actually manage to get these bunch of like um, uh, jolly clown people to come and do a night circus. The closest thing that we've had to an actual night circus would be, uh, I guess, the gathering of the juggalos. Mm. Uh, yeah, which was a typo. It's meant to be the covering of the jugglers. The clown union's a good union, but they've not managed to sort out transport, have they? It's still no. crammed into that one car. <laughs> it's awful. So how, how close is the clown union to the insane clown posse? Oh, gosh. I think the, the, the insane clown posse are technically non-affiliated with, oh, really? uh, like, um, with the clown union. Do the, do the clown union know how magnets work? <laughs> insane clowns are not... They're not not clowns. That's very ableist to claim right. that mm. insane okay. clowns yeah. don't count as clowns. Yeah. They're, they're, they're working people in saying clowns. Right. That's why they can't be part of the clown union. Because but they can't be part of the clown union. They can't. They can't. They can't. They can't. Oh, right. Okay. It's, it's, right. I think it's, more, it's, it's, it's more to do with the disability like, aspects of like, the, the union role. Clowns were so ableist. Mm. They were incredibly ableist. Like, think, think about it. 
But it makes complete sense that if some if a clown is in a wheelchair, he wouldn't be allowed to join the clown union. Mm. He'd have to go to the insane clown union because yep. if you're in a wheelchair, you're obviously insane. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's you're disabled. I think insanity is a form of disability. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> aren't we? I thought that was just like I disagree the, with that. They should rename it the disabled clown posse. Yeah. Well, look. I'm I'm going to come straight with you, Jim. Right. I'm divorced. Right. Okay. 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 And I don't like when people say things like that because it makes it harder for me to see my kids. Okay. All right. In what way? <laughs> Sorry. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are clowns. No, they're just like clowns, don't they? They're, they're kids, you know. Oh, Barnaby's Barnaby's only, only, he's 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 14 years old playing Final Fantasy 15. Which is, which is, which is insane. It's over his age. I don't understand what he's doing. And then uh, Clarissa, she's nineteen, and uh, I don't know why, but she just loves clowns. I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm tearing up now. Uh, can, can you move on? Can we, get, can we get a tissue for Clive, please? Somebody. Um, sorry. Um, well. We didn't expect to have that sort of emotional response to um, the question of what we make of fantasy literature. Um, going around the room, like, what are your favourite works of fantasy literature? I like Die Hard. Okay. Die Hard's good, right? Classic work of fantasy literature. Yeah, well, they, they made a book. I, I, I read the book after the movie. Right, right, right. And I was... It was. It took me longer than it did to watch the movie, so it just stretched out the whole experience. I laughed at it, mate. Oh, okay, okay. Watching Brucey, reading about Brucey, like crawling around in those vent- what, ventilations. Forsyth? Yeah, <laughs> they, they tell you replace Bruce Willis and Bruce Forsyth, and Bruce and Bruce Forsyth played John McClane. It, it was John, it, John McCain. John, John. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it sounds like it's not going to work. I know. Right. I know what you're thinking. It sounds all a bit like it's a bit cuckoo, a bit cuckoo car calf. You know. What I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, absolutely. no, really, really, like Brucey in the book really pulls off John McClane. Does he say his like his his uh, iconic catchphrase? No, no. In fact, he uses he almost speaks entirely in Arnold Schwarzenegger catchphrases. <laughs> it, well, who's <laughs> In, in, in the voice does he do the voice as well like, no, no oh, okay no. does Bruce Forsyth's voice yeah yeah saying I'll be back why not mate I've got yoga fair enough Kat well, do you have any favourite like, um, works of I'd say well I don't know about books but I did play a lot of RuneScape growing Ooh. up and I'd say like three hours a night on that you're gonna learn some fantasy, aren't you? That's true. That's so, very true. Right. Wood chopping, from what I remember. <laughs> wood chopping. What level of fishing were you up to? I wasn't interested in fishing. All oh, right, fair enough. I was more in the flax Shut trade. Down there. <laughs> Did you make like bow, bows and stuff? And I stuff never got play past. I played the tutorial seven times and never <laughs> never got further than that. Really? I just kept on restarting and I just played the tutorial again and then I'd be like, oh, this is boring. I'm just gonna chop some wood and I'd start again. And I would never go far with it. Wait, this is boring. I'm gonna go chop some wood. <laughs> yeah, that was your thought process. Well, I, I, you finish the tutorial and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna chop some wood now. And I was like, oh, I just can't be bothered. So I just started again and again and again. <laughs> wow. So is chopping really... wood literal or do we mean cutting the dick off? <laughs> <laughs> the genuine well, question. 
It's literal. It's it's literal. Okay. We're literally true. I mean, yeah, but it would be a good time saving <laughs> tip. So if you want to do that. Uh, oh, yeah. Guys, I've got a good Radio Four style joke for this bit. For okay. Hit that market. Go on, go um, on. My favourite fantasy book is the Old Testament. Truth to power. Truth to power, you know. No, he didn't deliver it with the voice going up at the end. <laughs> and again at the end. Um, okay, that's, that's great. So we're all, we, we're all fa- familiar with the fantasy uh, trope. So this was not... This, as a work of fantasy, pretty grounded. Right? This is a story about, well, a circus at night, obviously. That's already pretty crazy. Uh, and it's set in Victorian London, not usually a staple of fantasy settings unless you're Neil Gaiman uh, he, he does it all the time in Victorian London and we, we deal with um, two I guess wizards is the best way to describe them uh, Prospero and Mr. R engaged in a magical battle of wills uh, a proxy war fought through their orphans uh, their orphan charges Marco and Celia who are both gis- gifted magicians in their own right and basically forced to participate in a battle between the old style of magic and the new style of magic. You've got a central conflict there. Prospero represents the idea that magic is innate. You're born with it and you have it or you don't. Whereas Mr. A.H. believes that it can be taught to anybody with a modicum of intelligence. I don't know. I feel like Harry Potter didn't know he was a wizard, did he? Until um, he got tapped into the school. He, He let that snake free. And then he was like, something's going on. Yeah. But he never mm. knew. Also, so. is Hogwarts a grammar? Presumably it's a grammar, selective grammar. Yeah, it's a, a selective grammar school, right? I mean, he doesn't have to pay fees. He does. Yeah. I think it's a private school. Does he have to pay fees? Does he have to pay I'm fees? I'm sure he does, because he's like, how do I go here? And then they go to Gringotts, and then he has all that money. Oh, that yeah. It's me. like his parents put something aside for him. Is there Gringotts. a state magic school, then? Yeah, I wonder. It doesn't seem that way, does it? Mm. But the, the very notion of saying you can't actually go to the school unless you're magic <laughs> seems pretty elitist to me it's a bit suspect yeah I mean there's not you can't get in, you can't get I guess you can't get anything more British than the uh, the public educa- school system yes. <laughs> in, in, in a fantasy novel I guess so is, is this cir- night circus actually a literal circus or is it not a euphemism oh it's a circus open only at night yeah. sounds a bit suspicious like, right. oh where were you husband I was <laughs> I was out at the night circus <laughs> Buying circuses. Uh, no, I think like I think the circus, as a general term, is refers to things that are round. Mm. Um, so, technically speaking, yeah. I, I mean, from my reading of the book, at least, this is a literal circus. This is a fantastical place with like uh, mazes made from clouds. Uh, you have people who are uh, uh, palm readers and psychics mm. and, and and insane clowns and animals. I thought the magic wasn't very good. I mean, at one point they make a maze out of clouds. Mm. But when I was on the plane the other time, the plane just sort of went through the clouds. So that maze is really solvable, like easier than the one yeah. at Hampton um, Court. Well, you could just walk through the clouds. Yeah, but technically, Harren, like that maze at Hampton Court is made out of bushes. And, you know, they're not... You can walk through those bushes if you wanted to. Technically, what you were doing there was cheating. Um, you were using magic. <laughs> I was using magic. You were using your own kind of magic. Okay. 
If you cheat it again, you're using magic, well, right? Well, to be honest, earlier that day I did ingest a lot of magic mushrooms, which might have explained why I was in a bush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and cheating at a maze in Hampton Court. Uh, yeah. That's that's what you do when you take lots of magic mushrooms. Uh, the problem with a maze made of clouds is that clouds, they don't have like set ends, do they? They just be missed. The, well, that's what it is in the book the, the, the circus is just really misty and they're like no it's just clouds and a maze but it's just like a thin mist maybe it, it wasn't an air cloud it was a kind of internet cloud they just walk through people's <laughs> wifi data <laughs> unencrypted data yeah <laughs> <laughs> through the naked celebrity pictures yeah exactly there's um, yeah. there's a lot of pictures of um, yeah. what's her face Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is there as well. I had. Okay, so we we have um, discussed uh, realism uh, and magic. We've I not guess the plot of the book. Yeah, we, we really to, haven't. We've we discussed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we know that the circus itself is a self-contained magical place. Where nothing can go wrong as long as these, uh, as Celia and Marco maintain their magical hold over it. So it's kind of like a perfect utopia where nobody can ever get hurt. Unfortunately, this doesn't come to pass because the minute that Celia and Marco start realizing their feelings for one another, which begins the slow disintegration of the Night Circus. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Starcross Lovers, but I'm kind of done with Starcross Lovers. You know, I. I I think this is, it's a it's a it's a cliche, right? The star-crossed lovers yeah, thing is a cliche. You now. need a cliche though in a fantasy book. You need a trope that people can recognise. Otherwise, you have no gravity, so no one can relate to the book. I think it's a necessity. You can't choose the aesthetic of whether you stick to a trope or not. Okay. You have no gravity. Mm. So if there's no trope, the characters just float in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's why the maze are made of clowns. Ah, yeah. fair enough. Okay, but you're using like um, the idea of a trope, or like we have tropes because they're recognisable. Mm-hmm. We rely upon them because it's a shorthand to conveying a message or an idea. Um, how about a book which is totally unrelatable though? It'd be absurdism then, wouldn't it? Yes, I, I, I mean, what's more absurd than circuses at night though? Huh? It's magic, right? You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying that like she did not stick to the premise of her novel, which is basically a bunch of bunch of crazy stuff happening. Is that the premise? Yeah, that that's, she that's what I came away. Yeah, that's what I came away with the book. I, 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 I thought like it's a circus at night. It sounds kind of wacky. Read it. I was right. Kind of wacky. Really wacky. A lot of wacky stuff was happening. A lot of crazy stuff was happening. Um, it was a bunch of stuff that was crazy happening. What did I learn from it? Not sure. I reckon because obviously we've discussed earlier how she wrote this book in quite a short time. Yes. I reckon in essence she's just stolen everything from Shakespeare. Um, Ooh, she named one of her characters Prospero. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. She yes, started yes. the idea of love from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, As a straight up homage to uh, Shakespeare, if I ever like, uh, saw one. Uh, Someone gets killed by a tree, like in mm. Macbeth. It's not just Shakespeare, also, um, I think she went into a grocery store. She seems to name one of the characters Poppet mm. and Widget. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Poppet, those, those healthy crisps. The, the chocolate. Chocolate? Chocolate, what Chocolate am I covered of? raisins, mate. Uh, mm. What are the crisps I'm thinking of? Pringles. Pringles are like round. Round crisps. Round discos. No, not discos. I'm thinking of a P. They're like healthy crisps. Pop chips. Maybe pop chips. Pop chips, mate. They're good crisps. I'm really into niche snacks. Aside from books, it's pronounced knickknacks, mate. <laughs> 
I want to I want to throw this quote at you. Um, it's a quote at the beginning of the book by Oscar Wilde. A dreamer is one who can only find his way by moonlight, and his punishment is that he sees the dawn before the rest of the world. And what does that mean? And why does it? How does it pertain to the night circus? Well, the night circus is at night, mm-hmm. and he's seeing the dawn, which mm-hmm. is obviously the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's seeing it before everyone else. Mm-hmm. So he's in Australia. Because he's seeing a time zone difference. In Australia. Yeah, it's a time zone. On New Year's Day as well, because we get that way before you. You get everything before everyone. Yeah. It's not just New Year's Day, you get Christmas and Wednesdays. And we do. What? Hmm? what but, do you that's do a, about, but why is it a punishment? Why is it a punishment? He sees the dawn. Is it because he's spoiler alert? Is it because he's in Australia, and presumably a convict? Uh, oh, it's easy on mate. Yeah, it's not, it's well, no, I'm just I'm I'm being historical here. That wasn't like um that wasn't a, a, a yeah it wasn't British chauvinism on this on display here. People who went to Australia tended to be convicts. They were they were sent there as a punishment. You, you might be onto something there. I'm not. Why is it a punishment to see the dawn earlier than everyone else? Is it? Um, is he talking about dawn French? <laughs> I mean, I think he is. Mm. It's like sort of previews of yeah. that show that she's doing at the moment. Bit of a burn on dawn friendship. That's so Lenny Henry is yeah. a dreamer, according to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they broken up? They've broken up, haven't they, Lenny Henry? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You know, what I discovered the other day, Lenny Henry has his own LinkedIn page where he describes himself as a top comedian. <laughs> Aww. Which I found really cute, and he writes lots of it in all caps. You know what? Pay gigs. I love Lenny Henry. Henry. He can write pay gigs he wants. Like <laughs> I love Lenny Henry. I've had more paid gigs than Lenny Henry this year. I just want to make it very. Faking Lit is a pro Lenny Henry podcast. Yeah. We love you, Lenny. If you're listening to this, who's Lenny we Henry? Lenny equals he's blank. He's one from the Premier League. <laughs> I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. We, he's good. He's the best. He's the I best. Wish he was my dad. Yeah. No. No. I wish. Uh, yeah, I wish he could be president. That'd be great, you know. Uh, president, president, <laughs> president Lenny Henry, President Leonard Henry. I would totally. I think follow him. probably the, the the birth certificate people would have a point with Lenny Henry. I don't know. I I I I I, I figure if if Obama got away with it, then why not Lenny Henry? You know? uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so a dreamer is only one who can find his way by moonlight. Yes. So after Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Mm. Was that the end of any, any dreamer? Um, well, is the... Is the mm, well, then again, point. like, you know, like Peter Pan? Yes. So to get to Neverland, it's the first star on the right straight until midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say that's always been a sort of usual transport method of finding out how to get places, wouldn't you say? Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah, no, if you're a moth, for sure. Like, that's how moths, like... Yeah, moths, mm. Peter Pan, creatures. Yeah. Gum. The Apollo Eleven, uh, yes. a- a- Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. Yeah, so you have to moonlight. use moonlight. Yeah, that's how he boxed. That's how he went to the ring. He, that's how he found his way into the ring. That's why he looked at the moon, said, "Ah, oh, there it is," and walked into the ring to fight Rocky. That's how every Rocky movie goes. Well, yeah, there's, a, there's a quote from John Lennon. He goes, "Some say I'm a dreamer, but actually, I use sodium lamps to find my way. Therefore, I'm not a dreamer." He's not the only one who does that as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's possibly. That, I, I remember listening to that song, thinking like, "Wow, how's he fitting those words into the <laughs> like of this? Yeah, like well, there's, there's so many lyrics. Yeah, 
take it don't even rhyme either it's like it kind of breaks up the, the later in the song, song he goes imagine no possessions yeah that my sodium lamp is a possession so I wouldn't be able to find my way anywhere <laughs> exactly <Awful> song <laughs> It is a, I, I, yeah, I the don't most like overrated one of the Beatles. Imagine is a terrible song. Not a Beatles song, really, is it? John? No, no, but he's the most overrated one of the Beatles. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, I think. Yeah, if we're not talking about Ebenezer. <laughs> Sorry. Ebenezer, no, he's the last Beatle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ebenezer. Ebenezer Beatles. <laughs> Ebenezer the Beatle, we call him. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is he the one who replaced Paul when Paul died? And pretended to be Paul. No. <laughs> no. And uh, <laughs> he's much better than all of them. <laughs> he plays the church organ. All right. Okay. It on all the songs, but they turned it right down, <laughs> so you can't hear it. So it's there in the background. All right. Okay. <laughs> And he had a lot of songs, a lot of his lyrics revolved around how much he liked to eat shredded wheat. Because he just couldn't remember which one was which on the compass. Surely his songs are therefore around how much he shouldn't eat shredded wheat. Yeah, yeah, never eat shredded wheat. Which is actually the reason I don't eat shredded wheat. Because of that rhyme, I've taken it to heart. Because I say it a lot, because I'm always having to go west. Uh, And I can never remember which is first. Um, so I always say never eat shredded wheat and I never buy shredded wheat because no. why do you need to go west because he listens to Pet Shop Boys I'm just <laughs> I'm often trying to work out what side of London I live on right 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 right. and I think I live on the east I think I think Ebenezer was also a resp- he, he, the white album was Ebenezer's idea um, yeah he wanted to call it the wheat album but yeah. like but, but he, he got gluten sh- intolerance. He got shut. He got shut down. Yeah, he got shut down by the rest of the Beatles. Yeah. He didn't share his shredded wheat like um, uh, evangelism. I guess. Yeah, uh, do you remember the interviews where they say who's the best drummer in the Beatles? Mm-hmm. And he goes, they go, uh, no, Ringo. He's not. He's not the best. Even the best drummer in the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Ebenezer is. Mm-hmm. But they cut out the even though he, even though he played the church organ, yeah. he's still the best Beatle. Like, well, there's the a Beatles. lot of pedals down there, you yeah. know, yeah. a lot of fingers to push down the keys. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta pay attention. Yeah, sorry, I've hijacked the conversation. <laughs> and now we're all on, talking about my favourite musician, Ebenezer the Beatle. Ebenezer the Beatle is like um, a forgotten um, part of musical history. Uh, I'm waiting for him. For the movie about his life to come out, quite frankly, uh, it's a it's a story that needs to be told. Uh, but no, that's for another time. That's for another time. Uh, we still haven't really deciphered the Oscar Wilde quote. I don't think we'd be able to. It's not frankly. that good. It's not worth it, mate. Well, that's just a I'm load just, of crap. I just still don't understand how it pertains to the Night Circus. Mm. It's about dreams. It's moonlight. The only thing I can work out is that it's about night. What do you do at night? You dream. Maybe maybe this is a cryptic clue into how to read the book, which is backwards. Because as 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 you know, the sun rises in the west, right? But but yeah, but then the, 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 so but you should read it backwards. So where the dawn rises in the east, right? Mm. Okay, and then you can see the dawn in the east. Shredded, never, never shredded. Uh huh. We never. We shredded eat never. No, 
Is that what you're saying? You got it backwards. Guys, I think I think Clive's having a stroke. Oh come on! I'll keep up with you, young whippersnappers. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. We. Let's let's leave the Oscar Wilde quote to one side for the moment. I don't think we're going to really crack out. This. We're going to we're not going to work out this riddle. It it seems uh, a little bit. Yeah, I I think it's beyond us at this point. Well, I, then like Forest and the Machine had that song. It's always darkest before the dawn, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it's about like just turning some lights on. Okay. Maybe it's just really, really dark. Is that what the song's about? Like, Cora's a machine, yeah. she had a, her lights go out. Mm. It's not always darkest before the dawn, it's always lightest before the dawn. Because it gets really dark, then it gets gradually lighter, and then there's the dawn. Where's your evidence? The, my observing of the night. That's been my evidence. <laughs> I don't have to... I had enough of evidence. <laughs> what are you? Come on. Like, uh, I don't let's... follow. Like, the dawn, it doesn't, it's not just dark, and then there's suddenly dawn. It's, going, it's like a sliding scale. It's a hump. <laughs> a, hump a hump of night. When did camels come into this? You're like, what a hooey, mate. It's an analogy. <laughs> and you know about it? if you read any books. I'll read... Oh, by hell. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. I'll read loads of books. <laughs> Kitty, not the book about how to have a productive marriage. <laughs> oh. oh, 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 oh. Harren, as host... Oh, well, at least I'm white. <laughs> guys, guys. Guys, okay. After that, guys. Okay, don't worry. I'm gonna have to step in right now. Haran, apologize to Clive, and Clive, you apologize to Haran. That was look, Faking Lit is a progressive podcast dedicated to the enrichment of people by discussing the great works of literature. This is not the sort of ignorant behavior I want to see on this podcast. I want a fair book discussion. You you guys shake hands and apologize to each other right now. No, kiss, kiss, kiss hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, kiss, kiss my hand. Fuck you. Right, now the tongue. <laughs> I'll forgive you, mate. Should we I'll Should we move on to yeah. some of the plot of the book? There's not that much plot in this book, quite frankly. Mm. It's a competition. It's just a competition. It's just a bunch of people, a bunch of wizards doing stuff. On a coal train. On a coal train. John Coltrane. Yeah, and Robbie. In Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. On a coal train. He's my third favourite coal train. Which is no, no slight to Chris, because I think he's a great comedian. But I don't think anybody ever wants to be referred to as your third best anything. <laughs> yeah, but I just think Robbie and uh, the other Coltrane, uh, John, are much better than Chris. <laughs> Not that Chris is bad, I just think they're really good. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I wasn't even including Alice Coltrane in there, so like, Alice me, Coltrane's really good. My fourth, yeah, Although, yeah. actually, I find that album a very difficult listen. Oh, which one, which one? Universal consciousness. Oh, that's not the one you want. You want Journey and Session. Alright, I've only listened to that. I think Chris Coltrane is better than Alice Coltrane. Oh, no. At comedy, not at jazz. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair <laughs> he's enough. He's probably that's a better comedian than all the other. He's that's probably the funniest Coltrane. <laughs> Robbie? Nah. No, Robbie. Chris is been... probably fine. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I don't know why I'm doing that Chris Coltrane here. I'm saying that. Like... <laughs> just, he's... To, just to clarify, I think Chris Coltrane is excellent and you should all listen to the Logistics podcast. Absolutely. Well, that's a big free plug for Chris Coltrane. For some <laughs> Not even on the show. Not even though the show happens, but there we go. There you go, Chris. Plug for you on our show. Um, right, uh, uh, okay, so. We we t- there's not much plot in this book. It's pretty straightforward. Look, there's just two old guys who have orphans and they make them fight. It's it's like it's like boy fight in the rest of development, isn't it? That's all they're doing. They're just making their kids fight each other and they fall in love because you, you, 
obviously if you, go, if you ever forced to fight someone you, you've got to fall in love with them right that's how it works that's how love works first you fight then you fuck well you should ask Clive yeah well Clive it was the fought fell in love and then fought quite a lot and then stopped being in love <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> I think they're referring to the I love Jane okay I'm always going to love her and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay? She's the mother of my kids, okay? She's the mother of my kids! I'm gonna leave the room and leave you all to think about no, what you've No, 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 please. Done. Clive, Clive, no need to do that. No need to do that. You've done something bad! <laughs> and now I'm sad! Oh, come on, Clive. Come on, Clive. It's alright. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. You know? What are you gonna do to make it better for me, then? Um, make it better? We can make a... Can you make it all better? I... I, I can get my kids back. <laughs> I didn't realise they had gone away. Um, well, I don't get to see them wherever I want to see them, do I? No, that's true. That's true. Why don't you lead on the discussion at the end of the book? <laughs> I thought it was crap. Because <laughs> it didn't bring my kids back. <laughs> and nothing will. But what do you think about Celia and Marco existing only as ghosts? I thought it was good, so I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, if I don't think about it, it was quite good. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I enjoyed reading it. And uh, yeah, sorry. That's all right, man. I get like that every now and again, you know. <laughs> I know. I, we oh, all we understand. Do. Look, Clive, you're in a, you're amongst friends. Okay, you're amongst friends, and for sure, that little outburst has kind of made the book seem kind of pointless and meaningless <laughs> in comparison to life but let's talk about these wizards battling each other <laughs> right let's get back to this um, I feel like we, we, we're coming to the end of this so I, I, I know that we haven't really discussed the intricacies of the plot of or this book any of it. or much of it or much of it some would argue that we didn't really talk about the book at all <laughs> and that we spent more time talking about Ebenezer the fifth Ebenezer <laughs> But I'd argue that isn't this book really about everything anyway? This is a universal book. No, it's about a night circus. It's about a circus. It's all about one specific thing, a circus at night. And it's not about anything else. It's not about carrots. Well, you know, I don't like to put... Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) There is actually mention of carrots because to get good night vision to actually locate the circus in the first place, the characters have to eat a lot of carrots. It's true. It's an old wives' tale, though, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, um, bit, I don't know I think little wives bit, little you should ask gonna bring up my wife again <laughs> David well, 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 the book ends as you said with um, Celia and Marco effectively sacrificing themselves to preserve the circus well Celia is keeping the circus together with her own mind because she's such an amazing illusionist and ultimately the only way to get out of this competition which has had a long history of destroying at least one person within it they create a stalemate in this long running contest by both of them becoming incorporeal ghosts and sustaining the life of the circus Uh, and they live on as ghosts and the circus lives on to this day. Did we enjoy this ending? Do Do we like do we think that these that Marco and uh, Celia get the ending they deserve after years of being pushed into this life of servitude and b- battling one another. 
they end up as ghosts. I think it's lazy. I think uh, the plot's as transparent as the ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I must say. Yep, yep. You can see right through it. Yep, okay, okay. How do you think it's lazy? In what way? Well, it just seems like a simple solution to then create ghosts out of nowhere. That's been no part of the plot at any point, and then it just becomes mm. the easiest part mm. to the end. To be fair to her, she wrote this in 12 minutes or whatever. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a cop-out like it was just a dream or whatever. It's mm. like, but they're ghosts now. It's like a lot of the books we've read, uh, for faking they've not had a proper ending. There's just been a cop-out ending of like, well, is this so it ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. this is a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but this, is, this book is actually a prequel to um, A Christmas Carol by Charles. Dinner. And it's a sequel to In the Night Garden. There you go, exactly. It's true. So you need to take that into account. That's true. Neither of which he wrote. Um. <laughs> I, I thought, I, I, I took it a different way. I, the, the mention of a maze yeah. uh, and ghosts. Yeah. Well, clearly, this is a prequel to Pac Man, isn't it? <laughs> That's true, actually. Mm. But who's Pac-Man in the book? Prospero, is that Pac-Man? Um, Prospero, man. Prospero. That doesn't, not as couchy. I think it's, I, th- I think it's Oscar Wilde, actually. Uh, Oscar Wilde is yeah. Pac-Man. That's why his quote is at the beginning of the book. It's clear, it's Oscar Wilde is Pac-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It goes, what's that? Yeah. What does he say again? Moonlight, and then wanker, wanker, wanker. So, um... <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Yeah. That sounds a bit like, uh, Australian like town for a movie trailer. Oscar Wilde is Pac-Man. <laughs> the importance of being Pac-Man. <laughs> There's something about Pac-Man. It's not Oscar Wilde, but... A handbag. Wagga, 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 Well, okay. Um, yeah. This... They, 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 it ends on the note that says that the Night Circus is still going to this day. Mm. Right? Is it? I've not seen it. I haven't seen it either. And this brings me to think, like... What what would we meant to make of history in this book? This is a book that's sent, set in Victorian London, and it's magical. And this definitely has the trappings of some sort of like fantastical Victorian old timey setting. But do you think people would go to a night circus these days? Like, would they go to a a, a, a maze made out of clouds and have their fortunes read and see acrobats? It's it's a very old idea, isn't it? Like uh, circuses. People these days are more concerned with their Pokemon Go's and their um, Snapchats, and I don't think there's room for that in a night circus because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to use Flash, and it wouldn't work. Mm. Um, do, um, if I wanted to watch two people at night battle each other with their wands, I would log into Pornhub <laughs> and do it that way. It'd be much quicker. That's painful. Just quit. as magical, yeah. Huh? Just as magical. Yeah, everybody gets covered in ectoplasm at the end of the day. Um, cheaper. Yeah, good. Is that what you good, call it? Good ectoplasm? clean fun. Huh? Good clean fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that is that what you call it? Ectoplasm. Well, uh... yeah, that's why I tell my my mother, who I still live with. Um, yeah. Why are your sheets so stiff? I know I've done your mother's Australian. <laughs> oh, that's exoplasm, mate. But this voice is very bad. I can't. I could never be a character comedian. Because <laughs> you're, you're you're a good comedian. <laughs> <laughs> There's your problem. Yeah. Uh, and what a problem. 
What was the question? Uh, we're talking about uh, we were talking about the sense of history and time. I, to what extent is the night circus something that belongs to a bygone era? Is there anything contemporary in, about this book, about this story? And to what extent do you think did you feel that it conveyed like the Victorian era? Did it, was it convincing? Because I, I, at several points, I thought to myself like, uh, this could be happening anywhere, really. Aren't they travelling around on a coal train, a train carrying coal, and it's also cold as well. It's not warm. It's not a warm train, and it's driven by uh, Northwest London comedian Chris Coltrane. <laughs> so it, it, I could really see this book, that this story, like that train just turning up in Hampstead Heath. Totally, yeah. Mm. It might add, check out his podcast. Lot of <laughs> That was a great point that was made there uh, about history and time and such. Uh, well, did, did we like this book? Did we enjoy this book? I thought it was amazing. Hmm. I, I thought it wasn't very good, but I really liked it. Okay, okay. You um, know? How, 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 what, what did you not like about it that was great? I didn't like the length. Okay. I thought it could have been a bit shorter. 400 pages. 400 pages yeah. is too many pages, mate. Mm. Right, right, For, right. If you're going to write it in one month, Calm down, just take a breath. She wrote it in three months, though. To be yeah, fair. yeah, which is really lazy. You could have, <laughs> you could have taken your time with it. You know, you could have got a couple more edits. Mm, okay. Taking your time, calm down. So there's yeah. like there's four characters in the book, but I think she could have written it in less. Is mm. what I'm saying. Okay, like what? How many characters? I'd say there? 170 max. Well, yeah. okay. You know what? Well, I'd say 140. You can't fit it into a tweet. It's not worth saying. <laughs> I mean, guys... With like, hashtags. We, so, really, that's like a t- 100 max, because... <laughs> so, if you had to I distill agree, the yeah. book down to a tweet, what would it be, then? Wizards have a fight. Oh! <laughs> Hash, me. Hashtag um, wizards, hashtag fight, hashtag... Oh! You have to tweet it at somebody, though. You wouldn't get any... Oh, yeah. The real Donald Trump. <laughs> at Chris Cotrain. <laughs> Notorious retweeter. <laughs> never, he never retweets me. I mean, okay, so it sounds like we have come to a consensus about this book. We think that this is a book, with, not without flaws, but as a whole, we kind of enjoyed it. Kind of enjoyed it. But we, uh, as Cat was saying, the, the, it could have been possibly a bit shorter. Which brings us next to the next section um, of our podcast, which I call notes, in which we give notes to the author on how they could have improved their book. And I'm just going to play the theme now. Notes, 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 no, no, Okay, no. <laughs> do you want to do that again? Um, without us talking all over it? I think that was perfect. Um, no, no, I, I, I could do something else as well. Notes. Um, <laughs> nah, fuck it. No, 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 notes. Notes. Okay, notes. So, how do we think that this book could improve? Aaron Morganson, we're talking to you right now. 
it's going to give you some positive feedback. I think you gotta you got to think about the hobbies of your characters, you know? Mm-hmm. These characters, they're very one-dimensional. They don't do any hobbies. They don't play video games. They don't play... They don't play any other games. They don't do yoga. Why don't they do yoga? Maybe if they did yoga, they wouldn't have all these bloody problems. The magic and fighting each other. Yeah. Use your third eye chakra. That's what I would say. Isn't that a form of magic in itself, though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Dan, what do you think? I think... um the fight scenes in the book are fantastical and amazing, mm. but it's quite hard to imagine because he doesn't do any sound effects. Right. So okay. if she'd actually written out Bishwama and Whammo, then I would have known what was going on. But I don't know what magic sounds like in this book. What, what, what I know could have been... Sounds or like... Or... I don't know. It's difficult to tell. So I, I think you should write the sound of everything that happens in the book out. It's called all the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it sound like Magic FM, though? Isn't that the sound of magic? No, the sound of magic is not cheesy pop. No, come on. That's, you're, you're doing down Magic FM here. What would you describe Magic FM as? Um, I would say it's uh, cab music. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Late night cab music. I was in an Uber the other day, and the guy just played the greatest hits of Blue over and over again. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Is, yeah, it's bad. That's not what magic sounds like. That is not magic. That is... Guys, we all know magic sounds like... Whoa, 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 it's magic. Yep, yep, <laughs> you yep. Know. Or it's a kind of magic. Or like Ebenezer's song, Roll Up the Magical Mystery Tour. He wrote that, he wrote that. Roll Up the Magical Mystery Tour. I got into it. I just love hearing it. Oh, God, I love it so much. I love Ebenezer so much. Why? They. <laughs> Life took it took him away too soon. It cut him out of every album. It took him away too soon. Why did, why did Ebenezer have to die? He did the rap in every one of the Beatles songs. He was come on to me, I'm was, Ebenezer, and I'm here to say. <laughs> then, I like rapping in an Ebenezer way. Yeah, it's it's um. Oh God, I miss him so much. Are we talking about the same guy who played Scrooge? Yes. Carol. Yes. Ebenezer yes. Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge was the, the fifth Beatle. Played Scrooge. Yes. <laughs> He was. That's how. He, that's how he died. He, he got. No. He got scared. He got spooked by a ghost. Of <laughs> course, one what? of the ghosts in the night circus. It's all relevant. It's true. It's true. It was. He was eaten by a ghost, just like Pac-Man. <laughs> just like Pac-Man, he died. Just like. Can we move on? Any notes? Harry? Wait. Let's. I. I say we need to have a moment's silence for Ebenezer, the fifth beetle of my heart. We're over time anyway. We don't have time for a moment. We'll, we'll, we'll show some respect. Show some respect here. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. Is coming after you. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> uh, Aaron, yeah. um, what would you? What, how would you have improved this book? Uh, I, I don't think she targeted um, the her correct millennial demographic. She should have included more celebrities, such as Wizard Khalifa, uh, Wizard Dora the Explorer, and uh, Wizard of Hurley. Right, right, then right, right. People would have bought or, that book. Or Wiz Akabusi. Yeah, Wizard. Yeah, Akabusi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Eddie Wizard. Yes, but basically anything where which sounds a bit yeah. like wizard. Anything that could possibly have been a, a pub quiz name, but with like you take the cue away and it's just whiz. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah, Wistopher Columbus. Mm. <laughs> and everybody's leaving. Yeah, we just fucked up! Uh, no, okay, I, I, I take your point. I take your point there. Yeah. I take your point. Um, you just wanted more wizard-related names, so you were more sure that they were actually wizards in the narrative. Uh, yes. Definitely. Okay, okay. Uh, and the, the other thing is that I think she should have put the put it on the blurb that you need to read it, or, or the front of the book, really, uh, that you need to read it backwards. <laughs> uh, she should have called this um, not the, the Night Circus, but uh, Sukrik Thigjigen... <laughs> Um, and in that case, readers would have got more from the book. I mean, I, mean, I watched the, all of all of Twin Peaks backwards, right? And the midget scenes really spoke to me. <laughs> uh, I, think I mean, that was all. That I spoke mean, to me, but, <laughs> but specifically those. But I got so much from that wizard, I mean, the man from the other place. That's people name. tend to usually refer to them as the Red Room dream sequences. Um, <laughs> they're huh? well, okay, not midget then. But they're fine. <laughs> A chromoplasiac dwarf. I mean, the, it's, it's, he was what technically the fuck, technically That's... they call them the Black Lodge scenes. Is what they're called, not the midget scenes. <laughs> I don't know what you type into into Pornhub, but I don't type in. <laughs> I do not type in on? black. What big black uh, <laughs> scene, scene or whatever? I don't know what you type in. I I, I type in midgets. So uh, <laughs> comedy, eh? <laughs> Midgets. Well, not known for its political correctness. No, yeah. exactly. We, we well, they, they did celebrate International Women's Day on their band. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I know why you know that. <laughs> faking Lit. Look, Faking Lit Sorry. is a podcast that does ruffle a few feathers. We're not necessarily politically correct all the time. Unlike Lolitics, featuring Chris Colson. <laughs> Podcast which does feature politically correct humour. So it's probably funny enough. If this yeah, if, if this podcast wasn't your cup of tea, probably check out the Lolitics podcast featuring Chris Coltrane. Cat, um, how would you have improved this uh, this book? I think that she needs to really think about the setting of the book. I think that she needs to figure out in her head whether it actually is a circus. Whether it's a carnival mm. or if it's a fun fair. Mm. And if it's mm-hmm. a fun fair, where are the goldfish? Where are the goldfish? Where are the games of chance? Where are the carnies? Exactly. It, it, it's, um, I hear. Come on, carnies, that's politically incorrect. <laughs> hey, what is this, politics? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Guys, I think we've, um, we've, we've had a. We, we have had a very worthwhile discussion. Uh, today, uh, the Night Circus. I'm gonna have to give this book a big thumbs up. I love this book. Uh, it, it has everything. It has wizards, magic, uh, mazes made out of clouds, um, ghosts, and ectoplasm. Uh, some uh, like like it, it hardly had any like paedophilia in it as well, which is a big plus in my corner. Uh, I'm going to have to recommend The Night Circus unreservedly and give it the unprecedented five-star rating from Faking uh, Faking Lit, which um, (laughs) I've just made up this moment, which is why I mispronounced it. Faking Lit. Oh, that's why it's unprecedented as well. Unprecedented as well, and also why I can't say it properly, because it's just new words coming out of my mouth. So, if you can, run, don't walk, to the bookshop... And buy The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. And also, check out Lolitics with Chris Coltrane <laughs> while you're at it. Great stuff. Uh,
guys, that'll that'll do it for us this week. I think. Thank you very much for being here, Kat. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I'm the editor of a women's magazine called Succubus. <laughs> you can search it. We've got a website, succubusmag.com. Definitely check it out. That'd be Excellent. Great. And check out Lolitics. <laughs> yeah, not as good as Lolitics. Not as good as Lolitics. <laughs> no. no, no, it's a different come. thing to Lolitics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to be coming and enjoyed that burger. No, it wasn't as good as Lolitics. <laughs> Guys, do you have anything you want to plug as well once you're at it? Um, I'm at Monkey Business next week. When you say next week, this is not coming out for like several weeks. Not away. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? I've got nothing going on in my life except for this, so like not me. But um, I'd like to plug my relationship with my kids. (laughs) Do you have a message that you want to say to your to to your wife? I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) You've misinterpreted the language used in that situation. Thank you. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, I would like to plug uh, the massive chasm of a hole in Clive's heart. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's right. This is um, this has been a very moving episode of uh, Faking Lit, I believe. Um, well, thank you everybody for uh, joining me today. Uh, I guess there's only one thing left to do, which is say goodbye to the listeners out there. Uh, please do join us again for the next episode. Uh, until then, my name's been Chinti. Listen to Logitics. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>